The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. You might be listening live on Facebook Live on my professional page or on Transformation Talk Radio's page. You might be listening live on KKNW AM 1150 here in the Seattle area on TransformationTalkRadio.com around the world or from anywhere at any time on one of the dozens of podcasts it sends up. But wherever and whenever, we're grateful to have you here today. We're going to be having a conversation about something that I think is really important, particularly right now. But before I get into that and introduce our wonderful, high-powered guest, um, I want to mention that, um, I, I, again, that I am a part of the Academy of Divine Knowledge, and my work is launching a week from today. If you've ever been curious about what the vibration of change is and how to get into it, I'm offering an introductory class there. Um, it begins on Friday, and then there are going to be a couple of other videos. One's going to be how seeking can get in, in your way and what you can do about it. And another is going to be my censored interview with Dr. Lee Merritt. So um, some, some great content. Mm. Plus, that's just my content. There's so much other content there, including um, Christiane Northup, uh, Del Bigtree, David Icke, Jason Shirka, Lori Ladd, just the, the, the who's who of the truth tellers and consciousness community. Um, so anyway, very grateful about that. Olivia, if you can put up the link there, that would be very helpful. Absolutely. Thank you. So people can learn more or register. And um, yeah, so anyway, today we're going to be talking about the Akashic Record and what they have to do with this time of incredible shift. I'm really excited because Argu has brought this to the world. And one of her teachers was somebody who taught me. And I'll tell you later on about the life-changing first Akashic Record reading session I ever had that I did myself based on just a little bit of guidance. And it totally changed the direction of my life. And I will, I will share about that. But our guest today is Linda Howe. She's a doctor of spiritual studies. She's a leading expert and pioneer in the field of Akashic studies for personal empowerment and transformation. Her book, How to Read the Akashic Records, Accessing the Archive of the Soul and Its Journey, received the 2010 Coalition of Visionary Resources Award for Best in Spirituality slash Alternative Science and Spirituality. The first edition of Healing Through the Akashic Records Award, Discover Your Soul's Path Through the Akashic Records, Taking Your Life from Ordinary to Extraordinary, was released just this year, she has released a new book, and the timing is perfect, considering what's going on in our world and how we're kind of trying to reorient ourselves. It's called Inspired Manifesting, 
elevate your energy and ignite your dreams through the Akashic Records. I'd like to welcome our wonderful guest today, Linda Howe. Hi, Linda. Hello, it's so good to be here. You know, I, I've like, I saw your book on the bookshelves for many years and um, I kind of got into the Akashic Records reluctantly. It's not that I didn't want to, it's just I had a busy life and I was teaching healing and, you know, going my direction two years ago. And, you know, I, I opened my center because she was a friend, a colleague. And, you know, so I was there just kind of listening and making sure that everybody had what they needed. And um, I tell you, it, it, I'm so grateful I learned it because it is an incredible gift to be able to get into them. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what they are. But I'm curious you know, when, whenever I'm talking to anybody, I'm always curious about, first of all, um, how how you got into, you know, the Akashic Records, how you got on this path. And secondly, why did you wrote this particular book at this particular time? <laughs> These are huge questions and, and wonderful questions, of course. Okay. Like five minutes or less, too. Okay. Okay, great. So first things first. Okay. So, as you know, this is not something I consciously planned, because when I was growing up, you know, I'm here in Chicago, I've never heard of the Akashic Record, no one even uses, it's a Sanskrit word, no one ever even uses a word like Akashic, so I didn't know anything. You know, I was raised in a traditional Midwestern religion, it was, and and what was so interesting was that... Um, you know, it was good. It was good. But I woke up um, at the age of 24 and I realized that I had done everything I thought I was supposed to do. And, and I recognized that I had made some kind of bargain with, you know, with a God I didn't even believe in. Right. And the bargain was this. I would manage well. I would do everything right. And then I would get to be happy. Well, lo and behold, I woke up one morning I had everything I thought I wanted. And I really had a nice life. But I was so like empty inside. And it I was just baffled. So I prayed a desperate prayer. And within a very short period of time, I had a moment of spiritual awakening, as you know, so many in our time are having, because we are in the age of awakening spiritual awareness. But what happened for me in that moment was I had a distinct experience of being completely known, completely loved, accepted, appreciated, enjoyed, and an essential part of the whole of creation. Now, I want you to know, nothing in my life prepared me for that. Right. It was. And, and honestly, do you know, this is over 40 years later and I'm still growing into that. But what it did was it launched me on this path because I thought, whatever this is, I've got to have it in my life, like all the time. This can't just be a one time event. And so I set out on the path and I spent the next 16 years searching, trying. I mean, I, I did everything and I had a wonderful time and I learned so much. And then someone said Akashic Record. And when they said the word, it just like opened something inside of me. And I thought, whatever this is, I'm going. 
So I went to a class with a teacher who I thought was very esoteric and weird and holy and all these things that I'm not, right? And she said, well, do this. And so I followed the instructions. And upon opening my record, I experienced um, a moment that was the recreation of what I had experienced 16 years prior. And it was the Akashic Record that was in 1994, and and the rest is history, so to speak. I mean, I it really was. I, I set out on my path. I have done nothing but learn and grow. And, you know, I often laugh because when I first came into the record, this was so funny, I had this awareness that this is an infinite spiritual resource, I thought, oh, yeah, 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 I know what that is, right? I had no idea. Because I sit here, you know, I don't know how many years later, 27, 28 years later, I have four books on the topic, and I'm starting a fifth because, you know, every time I think I'm finished, I find out I'm just starting, right? It's like, oh, no, there's just another corner to turn because it is indeed an infinite spiritual resource. And I think it's a dynamic, right? It's like my own curiosity, right, has, has led me to this, my own personal needs. Um, and yet there's a dynamic because I have felt very much, and this is, you know, makes me a little nervous to say it, but I have felt like really called as if this Akashic light has been beckoning me. Um, when my first book came out and in 2009, there was nothing on the Akashic record. So there is a whole, like, there's a whole body of, of work and people and practitioners um, that are available now that were not available when my first book came out. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it, it's a dramatic time we're in. Yeah. And one of the things I, I love about the Akashic records, I mean, it sounds we're going to talk a little bit more about what it is, but it sounds yeah. like this um, ethereal, spiritual thing. And I think what many people who haven't had exposure to it don't understand is it has got so many practical applications in the here and now, in navigating our life path, um, in resolving issues within relationships. I mean, it's it's got all these practical applications. So it's not, it's not just about, you know, the spiritual connection to oneness or our, you know, something on our, our soul path in terms of our connection to God or the higher self, whatever you want right, to call it. Right, it's right. so incredibly practical. Well, yeah, because, because in in truth, right, in action, because this is a planet of action. <laughs> Let's keep that in mind, right? It is, yeah, nothing, yeah. anyway, that's enough, but it is, this is a physical expression of a, of a divine ideas. But, but the thing about the record is to understand that it is, as we are, the intersecting zone of the heavens and the earth, right? Mm, yeah. And and you know what's interesting is when I was, you know, really looking for, for a way, right, a spiritual approach that I could actually bring to my life and share it with my friends, I, one of the things that was clear to me is that all the old ideas, many of them very fabulous, 
um, were ways that um, would take me away from life, right? These were all mm -hmm. opportunities to escape. And I thought, you know, I've been escaping for thousands of years now. And I have had a good time. But this <laughs> lifetime, I am looking for a spiritual approach that that empowers me, that propels me, that makes it possible for me to live in the world as it is, right? <laughs> because I don't yeah. know, it may or may not change. I certainly can't wait. I don't know about you. But you know, it's like, yeah. okay. And that's what the record is. It is the, you know, this essential Akashic light shining on the soul, the fabric of our soul and what's embedded in our soul of course, are all the treasures of growth and inspiration that we have been accumulating for lifetimes. And this is the and lifetime, it, right? This is the uh, lifetime yeah. where we open the treasure chest and we get to use what is ours. It is ours to use. And I really think that um, it's it's not just because this is a lifetime for us on our soul's journey um, for our own path, but because we're being asked to be a part of the collective. And it's no longer about that, that escape that, oh, I think I'm just going to go connect in the higher realms. It's about grounding the light right. onto the earth in a way that shifts the collective and our physical reality as, as you know, the, the global community that we are. Um, and mm -hmm. so many of us are, have been, you know, very compelled to take a path in a new way because we have to ground that light. But it sometimes is a really hard thing to do and not so comfortable. It's it's it can be nicer to sort of be in that other realm instead. All right. Listen, escape is <laughs> escape is very uh, seductive and fun and cool, glamorous and of course, you know, however, um, it's ultimately not satisfying. But you know, one of the things that we discover when we engage in the Akashic Record, I teach something called the Pathway Prayer Process, conscious, yeah. responsible, deliberate way of engaging in the record. And when we do, um, you know, I just lost what I was saying. That's so interesting. Anyway, whatever I was going to say, it's gone. And, and when I <laughs> and when I first looked at the the Pathway Prayer, I thought, you know. Do we really need to do this? And is this religious? And, you know, at that point I was, um, although I, I was very, I was emphasized on being spiritual, but not religious because mm -hmm. I was busy rebelling against the, you know, my, my youth upbringing. Of course, of course. Um, and yet when I began to look at it in earnest, it's, it's setting intention in some very specific ways. What is the pathway prayer about beyond connecting? I don't understand your question. Well, one of the things that it, it that it, my interpretation is that it's it's getting us out of our attachments, our human perspective on what's right, what should be, and it's it's basically um, mm -hmm. getting into this place of surrender and allowing that Absolutely. feels very profound and important when getting clear information from the other side. So, so here's, here's what I have come to know about the pathway prayer process and everyone who uses it, right? People who are 
attracted to this are attracted because they already have a relationship with the Akashic realm. And they have <laughs> inadvertently bumped into the record at some point in their life and had moments such as I did. I'm sure you have, right? We've all had these like, whoa, right? Where uh -huh. we realize that we are greater than, you know, there's, there's more here than meets the eye. And we are part of a, of a universal project, so to speak, a great unfolding that is taking, you know, scores of lifetimes. Anyway, in this, right, in, in the pathway prayer process, we have, it's deceptively simple. That's really, I mean, I, listen, when I got this prayer, I thought, you must be kidding. Right. Because I thought, first of all, it's there's so many, you know, grammatically, I think it's wrong. It's this, it's that. And yet it turns out that using the prayer gives people who have a desire to connect with their soul in a more conscious mm -hmm. way. Right. Mm -hmm. You you can do it of your own volition because we are no longer here to be victims of our spirituality. Right. But to be mm -hmm. um, responsible, conscious deliberate in our engagement with our own soul and any attendant, you know, dimensions. Mm -hmm. Now, when we look at the pathway prayer itself, there are different components. You know, the first is identifying who the heck are we praying to? Because see, the record mm -hmm. is not a deity, right? It's not even a group of beings that we have to pray to. But when we are calling to the forces of light in the universe, we want to be clear who we're asking for help. I always say, if I'm praying, I want to know who I'm praying to. Okay. Of so course. That's, our, that's our first, right? Our second, our second stanza, there's three stanza is all about conscious alignment in that conscious alignment. Um, you know, there is, a, there is a greater wisdom, insight, guidance, wisdom of the universe always available to us. However, and we're always in, aligned with it somehow. But in the saying of the second stanza, we move ourselves. We're very deliberate in bringing ourselves into alignment with the highest truth as we understand it. And finally, our third stanza, stanza is the invocation. And what we are asking for is insight, guidance, wisdom. This is not an oracle for divination. It's actually lousy for psychic work. I mean, and, you know, it's just, it's just awful because the record is not concerned about, you know, what you wear today or, you know, and none of that, right? The record is really primarily focused on Am I becoming the person I am meant to be? Am I allowing myself to experience and express the love that is the core of my being? Right? That's what the record is about. Now, I may have my spiritual awakening in Chicago. I may have it in New York City. For me, it was in a big city. For others, it's on a beautiful, you know, it's in the Bahamas, some beautiful island. Sure. sure. So, so the record is, is really about that this is the lifetime of the awakening, and it's not so worried about the latitude and longitude of these experiences. So anyway, you know, obviously I get so excited, but you know what's so, but I'll tell you something, everybody who I've ever worked with, and I've worked with tens of thousands of students globally, right? Mm -hmm. 
is, is just, they come to the class, they read the book, they come to the lectures, because at some point in their human journey, they have had a moment of spiritual awareness that they are seeking to recreate, to have agency over this, rather than hoping, right? Okay, I'll do some yoga, I'll drink the green drink. I mean, you know, all these things yeah. we do. So, you know, sure. hoping that we can generate this for ourselves. And the truth is, we can. Yeah. And, and, and I, I also want to underscore that for those of us who have, you know, gone deep on our journeys already, that, and, and who have had many of these psycho-spiritual mm -hmm. awakenings, so to speak, can still benefit because, um, and I'll, uh, the second half hour, I'll talk about my own experience and how it changed. I mean, it really radically changed my life just from, you know, five or 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's the kind of thing where it is a great tool, regardless of the stage you're at on your, your spiritual development. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's one that I'm very grateful for. Oh, good. Okay. So you, you've got this pathway prayer. Yes, yes, yes. yes. To access what are the Akashic records? <laughs> okay. The Akashic record is a vibrational archive of every soul and its journey is human. That's the most simple, right, definition. Now, because it's vibrational, that means that we never see it. We don't see it with our human eye. We don't see it with our strong eye. It is vibrational. We have an experience of it. Okay? Mm -hmm. All right. It's a vibrational. It's an archive. It's a collection. Right? It's a, And every human being is in it. There are no exceptions. And I don't care what, what you do or don't do or what somebody else does. We cannot erase anybody from the records nor do we want to, right? There is a place in the universe for everyone. And the record um, is, you know, honors that. So it's a vibrational archive of every soul and its journey as human. Now, it may well be that we have lifetimes on other planets. That's fine. The Akashic record does not address that. There are other ways of getting that information that are much more appropriate the record is it just it doesn't say yes it doesn't say no it says <laughs> go somewhere else it's not here the other thing oh. is that it you know there are many people who say well um you know that we move from human to animal right mm -hmm. throughout our yeah. incarnations the akashic record does not address that one way or another and so if if you are you know so so the record is not about everything it's not it's not very good it's terrible actually if you need to if you have a need um to um have a conversation with someone who's deceased i mean it's terrible you can't do it oh, because in the record any deceased person can say you know i'm I don't, i'm not talking to you right now <laughs> You know, so so it's always better. So there are people, right? There are mediums. There are, if you want divination, you go, right? You get a pendulum, you go to your clairvoyant. But if you are looking, but this is really about awakening our awareness of our identity, right, as souls. And the, the, the soul is made up of love. So we're looking at 
right? This is all about what does that even mean, right? And mm -hmm. and how do I, you know, how do I love myself and others unconditionally? That's what the record's all about. I mean, it's fascinating. And it's not, I have to tell you, this is not what I expected. When I first came out, I thought, oh, great, the Akashic record, somebody's going to open a big book, and it's going to be golden, and there's going to be a bunch of tall guys in brown robes. <laughs> I have never seen anybody, right? I've not seen one person in a brown robe in or out of the records. I don't know, they're out of style or something. But do you understand? It's like this is, yeah. so in order to do good work in the record, we must come to terms with our our expectations, inappropriate expectations, and find, you know, really make peace with those so that we can be open to the experience that is right there for us. So it's very exciting. And when we return, we're going to go to a quick break, but when we return, Linda, I'm going to want to talk to you about um, the, the various sorts of questions we can ask within the context of the records. Sure. And um, I'm going to share my own experience that was life-changing. Stay tuned for more with Linda Howe here on the Christine Upchurch Show. This is Peggy Snow, practitioner at Stellar Reflections with a Stellar Reflections Minute. So many people these days are trying to find ways to relieve their stress. What happens to our breathing when we're feeling overwhelmed and stress? When we tune in, we realize that we're either holding our breath or taking very shallow breath. To signal the body that all is well, which most of the time it is, sometimes all that is needed is a nice, deep breath to break the cycle. First, exhale to get all the stale air out by engaging the abdominal muscles and blowing gently. Next, take a nice full breath in, feeling it fill your body all the way down to your hips. Release fully and enjoy the freedom of movement. Notice how your body feels. Do you feel refreshed? Calmness is only a breath away. This has been a Stellar Reflections Minute. For more information about what we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. When you lose a child, you find yourself part of a club that you never chose to join. There is a way to find meaning and joy in your life again. Jen Ripa has created a six-week sacred grief system, helping you let go of grief, heal with compassion, and understand what's available to you in the rest of your life. It can feel scary acknowledging that a part of you wants to move forward because you're not sure how to do it in a way that honors your child. The good news is that when you allow yourself to address your grief in a multi-sensory way, you can transition from sadness, regret, and hopelessness into a life that gives you peace, joy, and meaning. Jennifer understands with deep compassion how you're feeling because she's been there. For more information about the Sacred Grief Course, visit Thriveology.com. That's T-H-R-I-V-O-L-O-G-I-E dot com. The vibration of change. That magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease. From stagnation to forward movement. From old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there. But when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. 
On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new to your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW AM 1150 in the Seattle area, TransformationTalkRadio.com, and of course, Facebook Live. I'm talking to author and Akashic Record reading expert, Linda Howe. She's the author of four books, including her new one, Inspired Manifesting, uh, which is a nuts and bolts this is this is what you do this is how to access the records and go through the various she, she leads you through various exercises um so grateful to have her here today linda thank you thank you thank you it's really great to be here so years ago it was probably 2013 2014 uh when i had my healing center um i had a friend colleague uh holly hawkins marwood who was one of your new teachers Mm -hmm. and she wanted to come to my center and you know she came up from California and and came and taught the center and so I was providing her with the center and you know I thought okay this is great I don't have any interested interest in learning the Akashic Records but you know I'll be there and and so Friday night she led us into the records for the first time and I had a really profound experience Um, immediately I was looking at myself in a different life I was a 12, 13-year-old girl with long, stringy, almost black hair. And there I was being beaten by a a male family member. I think it was either a much older brother or an uncle with a chain. And I knew I was being beaten because um, I had taken some food and... I wasn't supposed to do that. It was family and it, you know, it was like going to be allotted to, to, to us and the family. And so I was being punished for taking something. And I was this defiant little thing, you know, I, you know, it could, he could have kept beating me and I was still defiant, (laughs) but I realized in this, this vibrational moment in the records that I left that life. And what I brought with me was that when you do for yourself, you take from the family. And in that moment, I, I recognized, I was struggling to get out of my marriage for a number of years, and I recognized that that was the little piece that was keeping me stuck. And by the end of the weekend, I realized it was time for me to move out. And by that Monday morning, um, you know, I had made it clear to my, my ex, my husband at the time, even though I'd struggled many times, like, this is the way it's got to be. And I did it in a very loving way. And I, was, I made the arrangements to move out. It was this profound experience that I was not expecting, you know, just by going into the records. Yes, this is, you know, I hear stories like this all the time, as you know, as you can imagine. But do you know what? I mean, this illustrates so beautifully how what's available to us, one of the many things in the records is that we have an opportunity to make peace with ourselves and some of the choices we've made in prior lifetimes, right? In that lifetime, it was actually, you know, it was very wise of you to recognize, oh, if I take this, I am stealing from the whole family. And yes, I am being beaten. I don't want to be beaten. I won't do this. Now, 
at the time, that was a brilliant insight you had as a young girl, and it probably saved your life. And then, however, you have continued to right, live with that, right? right? right. As if it's gospel, right? It's true. Yeah. Until in that moment, it sounds to me like you had a moment of real understanding and compassion for who you were and the choice you made and the wisdom at the time and its inappropriate application for you now. And hence, because see, from an Akashic perspective, acceptance ignites release. So what freed you was the acceptance. Yes, this happened. Yes, this is what I did. Yes, this is how I felt. That, And it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out process. It's a moment. And then the because, because acceptance ignites release and subsequent freedom, which you've experienced. Oh, absolutely. And it's very exciting. It, it was interesting too, because it wasn't just, it wasn't like being in therapy and one of those moments where you make the connection up here. Right. No. You know, as, as somebody who had been, you know, doing energy healing for many years, I, I understood right. it was vibrational and it was huge that that surrender e equated yes. the release. Yes, 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 yes. And this is interesting because what, what you're also clarifying for us is that it is not a mental activity it is mm -hmm. to be experienced right in that moment you had the experience and that because see the akashic record interestingly enough is an emotionally safe environment for human beings because it's mm -hmm. it's governed by these three absolutes fear not judge not resist not. And when uh -huh. those three principles, their governing principles come together, what happens is that it is easier for us to let the truth up to our awareness. Because right. you know, you've been walking around with that for, I don't know how many hundreds of years, but in that moment, yeah. the crucible, right? It was the Akashic record is like a crucible within which we transform, letting go of old ideas, archaic, right? Beliefs, conditions, and we become who we feel in our heart of hearts that we really are. Mm, I love that. Yeah, so, so exciting. What kinds of questions can we ask within the context of the records? <laughs> I love it. Okay, first of all, listen, this is the Akashic record, so just about anything is fair. <laughs> okay, this is this is good. Now, I'll I'll tell you what I have found. Working in the records, what's very important is our qu questions that are alive for me. Right now, I have a list, as you can imagine, of all these very interesting topics, you know, the cosmos, the universe, the this, it's all great. But you know, the fact is today, I really don't care. <laughs> I want right, I want to know how to improve my relationship. I want to know all right. these kinds of things. So we want to look because here's what's also very exciting in the record. The record is it's alive, right? And so if a question is alive, and what that is, is if it has meaning for me in the moment, then the answers will be revealed. 
right? So it has to be something that I really want to know about. Okay. The next thing is, is that it has to be about me. If I go in the record and say, what should you do to change? The record will tell me to mind my own business. And I know this from personal experience because I often ask, you know, I have a son, you know, and anyway, he's 27 now. But, you know, when he was little, I was like, what should he do? And I have to tell you, the number one thing I've learned is the records, of course, very kind and understanding. They'd be like, well, we know that's important to you. But Linda, what about your part? And, and I've really right, discovered the, the power, you know, the only power we have is within ourselves. And as we make choices that are more true, right, more supportive for us in any given moment, then of course, everyone around us is positively affected. I mean, it's, it can't be otherwise. It's because we're all one, right? We're all connected. And so, right. so I really, the good news in the records is we don't have to worry about anybody else. Now, I'm not saying we have to treat others, you know, well, but but the fact is, we, I don't have to worry. Oh, it's such a relief to me. I don't have to worry about the world, right? The world is okay. You know, as, as a light worker in the records, we really learn about the opportunity of an Akashic light worker is to seek and find the light in unlikely places. I mean, anybody can find the light where it's obvious. I mean, come on. But the real thing is, can I look into trouble spots in the world? Can I look into troubled relationships to health issues and to find the goodness, the essential Mm -hmm. core, right, of possibility within all of these unfortunate and challenging experiences and that's what's available in the record. And I, and again, I mean, I don't know how many times I'll, I'll say it a gazillion times. This is not what I expected, <laughs> yeah. but I'm glad. And, and one of the things that I found so surprising is that um, sometimes, I mean, it doesn't always get into the past life stuff, but, but when it does, it's like some of the lives I've lived, some of the lives I've, when I've been doing readings for others that they've lived, it's like just horrific. And yet, seeing them tuning into them, as I did with with my one past life right, experience right, right. I just shared, it it creates this release and it 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 informs and it's it's um it's kind of surprising though because we we like to think oh well I'm a light worker and therefore I haven't done A B or C you know it's like well maybe not oh no 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 no, no 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 the reason I'm a light worker is because I have done A B and C <laughs> I understand I can have compassion right. For the whatever, the executioner. But do you know what? See, this is really interesting because one of the things I discovered uh, throughout my years of work in the record is that there is nothing I can do, nothing I've ever done in the past, nothing I'll ever do in the future or the present, absolutely nothing I could do to extinguish the light of my own soul. There is nothing you can do to, you can hit me with the frying pan, throw me off the cliff. You Uh or any other human being, right, cannot extinguish the light of my soul. And I cannot snuff out the light and goodness that is essential to who you are. 
And the more, see, because I kept seeing like, what is it? Everybody's, everyone has had bad behavior. You know, the opportunities Uh for bad behavior are certainly infinite. But I kept, I was working the record. I'm like, what is, what's the story here? How is it that these loving people had such bad behavior? And the truth is at the time they thought it was a good idea. No one gets Mm -hmm. up and says, today I'm going to be awful. Yeah. Sometimes people say, listen, if I'm going to feel better, I have to kill at least 15 people. Or do you know what I'm saying? Some equally distorted notion. Now, the record doesn't say, isn't that wonderful? The record says, it's heartbreaking. But you know what? Mm -hmm. These things happen. It's okay. This is a person who who is really striving to expand their experience of being loved and feeling Mm -hmm. safe in the world. And, mm-hmm. and it happens at the level of little children. It happens all the way up to global tyrants. And, you know, we've had the good fortune to encounter a few in our time. So, yeah. you know, we've seen this like, whoa, these people are trying to make themselves feel better. So I don't have to worry. I don't have to send them mm-hmm. light. I don't have to pray for them. I have to know the truth. Sure. And that is the challenge. And that's what the record is wonderful because it just makes it so clear. I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) Really, it's true. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. So how how have the records helped you with your business success, with your ability to reach so many people about the Akashic Records? It's an interesting question. I'll tell you, early on in my work in the records, this was probably, I started teaching in 96, right? Um, I had this um, moment in my records where I recognized that there was a grid of light encompassing the globe. There were points of light connected to other radiant magnetic, right, points of light all over the world. And I was one of them. And I thought, well, that's fascinating. What a lovely image. You know, I've seen about five images in the last 30 years. Anyway, so, but here's what I've been, my work in the records, two things have happened. One is that sharing the records is very natural, right? It's natural for me, right, to to talk to people. Um, and, and just to say, you know, not, oh, here's the record. But it's like, you know, um, I if you like, you know, we can take a look at who you are and the challenges you face from the perspective of your soul. Because it really is about awakening to the next level, soul level awareness. So, but but here's the thing. I mean, you First of all, I had no idea what I was doing in a lot of ways. But what I did know is I had a deep desire to help others. I had a deep desire to have a more, an ever-increasing conscious connection with the light of my own soul. I knew those two things. And so every day I would just ask for guidance. Who can I help? How can I help them? And how can I be true to this light, right? And, and it's, a, it's been a very organic process. I mean, the wonderful thing for me is that um, people have come to me, which is, is a certainly, a, you know, I, I'm kind of a, in a lot of ways, I'm like a mole. I don't, you know, would, 
I, I don't know much about like going out into the world, so to speak, but people have come to me and asked for my help, but whether it's in, you know, mainland China, Taiwan, you know, um, we just had our first teacher training in, um, in Asia, Southeast Asia, and we now have 47 Chinese speaking teachers, certified teachers of the Pathway Prayer. And next week we open up in Russia. So there's a Linda House Center, Taiwan, uh, thing, you know, and even with, um, you know, it's interesting, whether it's been publishers or opportunities to share the work, people have come to me and, um, and I have said, yes, that's all. And, and I don't, I try not to, one of the things I've learned in the records is don't, don't make promises you can't keep, right? Because of course, I've seen many people throughout the years, oh, they make all these great promises. And, and I wanted to be able to do that. I wanted oh. to promise physical transformation. The record said, don't do that or <laughs> you can hurt yourself, right? Uh -huh. And so I've had to really take my cues because this is spiritual work and it's spiritual transformation. And the mm -hmm. underpinning for all physical transformation is of course, spiritual transformation and when that when that has come to pass right what happens is that whatever we need physically will also transform as well so mm. you know and i think it's so interesting because there's so many paradoxes as you know right like and to be an infinite soul and a finite human being well what do we do with that and the record <laughs> is the zone in between right? Making it possible, right? For us to discover our talents, our skills, right? Our own desires match that up with the world in which we live in. And we have inspired manifesting, right? Mm. So it's working yes, and, and all about bringing a spiritual approach to planetary life. Yeah. yeah and, I'm sorry. And I, I love your, um, your perspective on manifesting, because I think that this concept of manifestation, conscious manifestation has gotten cheapened into, um, oh, I want to attain spiritual enlightenment or I want to, uh, you know, attain a million dollars as okay. opposed to um, attaining what's in our heart, what's in our soul path, what, what we are inspired to do. And so that brings us to part two of the, the initial question I asked you, and that is Please. why this book now? Oh, All right. So here's the, here's the bottom line about the book. This first of all, I love this book. It's so exciting for me because one of my challenges as you you know can imagine is how do I bring my dreams to the world? When the world, I mean, are we open? Are we closed? Are we sick? Are we well? Are we what? Are we up? Are we down? I mean, I don't know. You know, I want to wait till everything's perfect. <laughs> well, this is, I don't know what lifetime that's going to be. So I will never be perfect, right? And the world's never going to be perfect. And so the question becomes, how do, you know, how do I, how do I even determine what's my truth separate from everybody else's? Because, you know, I mean, if you're alive for seven or eight minutes, people have a plan for your life. And many of these plans are very good. Whether or not they're true for us is another story. So, right. so working in the record, we have a chance to really um, identify those unique individual ways 
through which we experience the love that's within us. You know, we don't have to go anywhere. You know, you hear it all the time. My question is, how do I get to that love? How do I ignite that love? How do I activate that love? And it's by taking action on a daily basis, doing things that I love. And many of us have to really experiment to find out, well, what do I love, right? Because we've been doing what we thought we should do for 40 years or something, which is fine that's not a bad thing of course we did those things right but we right. and, and like for instance i'm a former research statistician and it wasn't connected <laughs> to my heart when i healed myself of cancer without medical treatment it shifted my path to healing and consciousness and yet that piece that i where i thought you know for a long time i thought well i was just on the wrong path no it was a perfect path for me that's because right. now there are ways in which I can combine the pieces together, that science with the spiritual, the, the statistician with the, the health and well-being. And, and so it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's brilliant, kind of an interesting though. journey. It's brilliant, right? It's yeah. brilliant because the truth is there's nothing, right? There's nothing along the way that is, is useless. Everything right. is part of our growth and development. And if, if for a moment, we can stop judging, right? You know, I have <laughs> oh, I that. history, right? It's the judgment that'll get us every time. But, you know, I studied history. I thought, what am I doing with all these degrees in history? And then I come into the record and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait a minute here. It all starts to make sense, right? Because I understand the scope of time, which, uh, of course, at the time, you know, when I was in school, I only did it because I loved it. And this is the other thing that's so fabulous in the record is that, you know, we all want to, you know, we want to be helpful to others, but we're coming out of an age of, of many thousands of years, actually a couple thousand of martyrdom, where we really believed the best thing to do was I'm going to give to you. And if it hurts me, it'll be even better. I come from a long line of this, old Irish, German, you know, whatever, you know, my grandmothers and their grandmothers and everybody was suffering. And, you know, the person who suffered the most won the prize. But here's the thing (laughs) in the new age, right? This new age spirituality, we shine the Akashic light on it. And the, the question becomes, how do I give to you in a way that nurtures and sustains me? in a way that I enjoy. It turns out that our personal happiness is really an essential um, element in the equation. It's not a like, oh, it's a prize at the end. It's like, no, 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 no. It's not at the end. It's like the way. But see, we are the first generation in human history to be identifying these new uh, a new relationship with ourselves, new ways of understanding, separating from religion, mm-hmm. making that distinction from religion to spirituality. This is mm-hmm. unprecedented in human history. And mm-hmm. we do not have role models. That is actually the truth. I mean, we do, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know about you. My mother, I love my mother. She couldn't help me with this. Her sisters, yeah. nobody could help me. And but what's also interesting is like, I know my son, you know, he says things to me, and even when he was a kid, a little kid, he would say things like, oh, 
what's the big deal? Everybody knows that the light is in you. Everybody knows God is everywhere. What's with you? And I, you know, we're walking around like, did you know? It's like, oh, please stop it. So we are, we, you know, you and I are this bridge generation. And we owe it to ourselves to get good training, to give mm-hmm. ourselves a chance to explore, to experience, and then to share with the people we love and, and, mm-hmm. and their friends as well, right? To share what we're discovering because mm-hmm. it's a time like no other. And then it turns out, and you know this as well, that the dreams in our heart, the things I want to do, the things you want to do, The things each and every one of us want to do are exactly what the world needs right now. So we don't have to, if you want to know what the world needs, you want to know what the world needs. Of course you want to know that. But the real question is, what would you like to give? What makes you, Mm, what do you you give, right? That when you're doing it, you're thrilled, Mm -hmm. right? And that is, you do that, and the world will naturally, and you know, it, it just begins one person at a time. The world around you transforms. I mean, you know all about mm. vibration. If you have a moment of happiness, everyone around you is electrocuted with happiness. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Party! Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know, obviously, you know, I can talk forever. It's just, but you know, this is exciting. These are exciting times. Dramatic, they are are times. And, and, um, you know, I'm, I am incredibly grateful that I've been led to this path. And, you know, and I'm the first person in the world to get a doctorate in the Akashic Records for personal transformation. So now if people want to go and get like a bachelor's or a master's, they study Uh my work at at this at Emerson Theological Institute, you can get a you know, you can get a master's. Um, That's great. So we've run out of time. I want to make sure uh, our listeners and viewers know how to connect with you. Your website is lindahow.com. Okay. And, and you teach this, you do sessions. I teach so Linda this, I do readings um, in person, online. Um, yes. Uh, and it's, it's, it's H-O-W-E. So H-O-W-E, lindahow.com. lindahow.com. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And there's Thank the Linda Howe Center and Facebook, all of that. You know, the, yeah, you know, yeah, all these yeah. things. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you much so this. much for joining us here today, Linda. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.